0: Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. <clears throat> and we have uh, Daisy Luther is our guest today. And uh, I want you to note one thing here. As we take our two commercial breaks during this particular segment, I want you to note very clearly that we are offering you things that really you could expect to have to use. And we turn down 90% of the advertising we get offered here at The Common Sense Show. For that reason. And so um some people say, Oh, Dave, I want commercial free. Well, we do have that on our TV. Okay, but this is terrestrial radio (laughs) and digital. So, uh, and, and some people have been saying, We we don't want any more commercials, guys. We have the least commercials of any terrestrial show that's out there. So I just thought I would address that. But it's all designed to help you. I mean, we're talking about communications, food, um, let's see what we're doing today. Oh, um, Kind of bulletproofing some of your investments against what's coming and you can't totally bulletproof it but you can do some things that'll help minimize the damage and that's what we're doing today so you know like i said we're just trying to help and a lot of you are new and you not really know how we do things here at the common sense show our audience is growing exponentially we're really glad to have you but please listen to me what we're covering today with daisy and what i cover on most days i've been covering some of these things for 15 years and i've been telling you i this is coming this is coming folks they're not doing these things they're not saying these things because they're being uh, oh they're just being funny they're just joking no the very things that these communists who've overtaken our country are doing right now they warned us about i mean it's almost like we're repeating 2014. that's the biggest thing i see i wrote another article If you look up on The Common Sense Show, you'll see it. It says, uh, what will come first, civil war or secession? Or will one cause the other? And this is where we're at. It's not hyperbole, folks. It's in our face. And Daisy is an expert in helping people prepare for what's coming. She uh, has a reputation both in in the mainstream media, where people who've never heard of these conflicts and remain ignorantly blissed, um, they follow her work, and then our audience follows her work. So I thought she'd be a good person to turn to today to kind of navigate us through some of these things. But, uh, Daisy, I'm really glad you're with us. It's always good to prevail upon your expert opinion. But I want to kind of just set the stage here. Um, we, I, I believe in many ways, and it's different, but we're at 1861 and um, I believe the first shots have not yet been fired although they might have been and it might be called the vaccine shot you either take the jab or die I mean if you want to eat you better take the vaccine that's what what's happening across the country and my gosh Daisy I've, I've never seen such division in our country in in the Civil War the South was mad because the North was tariffing products they needed Um, and making them more expensive and of course the slavery issue and those were two primary issues today today it's like you got to sit down and start counting the issues and you're going to get to the second hand very quickly
1: oh yeah everything is so incredibly tense Um, there is honestly no way to write anything that isn't going to tick someone off or offend someone
0: no No, there's not. There's not a day that doesn't go by that I've not called a bunch of names, you know? But you know, what's interesting too, um, there's a phenomena sweeping the country and it doesn't do any good and I don't really think it's a good idea because sometimes kids are present. I just don't think it's a good example to set. But you go to a college football game, um, Joe Biden doesn't have to even be there. You can go to the congressional baseball game. (laughs) You can go to a stock car race, or in my case, you can go to an Eagles concert, and you're going to hear the F Joe Biden, and it's sweeping the country. Oh, yeah. It's becoming like a battle oh, yeah. cry for rebellion.
1: It's crazy. Oh, people are so sick of it. I, you know, I try to be politically... Sort of neutral i'm i'm more of a libertarian than a conservative i'm definitely not a liberal um so i i have criticized every president that has been in office since i began writing in alternative media um And I try to take it action by action. You know, there were some things that President Trump did that I wholeheartedly agreed with and some things that I was very disappointed in. Mm -hmm. With Biden, I have been 100% disappointed. Every time he opens his mouth, everything he signs, it has been nothing but sheer disappointment and disgust.
0: Yeah, I I I criticize. People say, "Oh, Dave, you're one of the Trump supporters." I criticized Trump on many fronts, many fronts, but oh, I know you did. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, he was for America until the last year. I agree. His presidency was taken away from him during the pandemic.
1: Yes, yes, and I agree with you there. Um, I I think that he did have our best interests at heart. Um, It's unfortunate that showmanship kind of got in the way Um, but he really was leading with the intention of bringing our economy back because Mm. he's a businessman. That's what he does. Money.
0: Yeah, I could not agree with you more. I, I think at the end of the day Well, I'll back up. The very first thing he did when he got into office, and no one ever talks about this, was he destroyed the TPP. And what people don't know until you read the fine print, which I did do, the TPP had a 22-person council set up, and they were going to Uh. be given by Congress veto power over anything the president did, any Supreme Court ruling, any congressional law. We would have been under a corporate dictatorship i uh, been a corporate oligarchy I know that. and and Trump Trump if he was a total globalist like some people said oh he's a plant he was there for them all the time he wouldn't have destroyed that if that was his intention because this is what's being set up today right. this is what Biden's right. doing so Wow. and, and then he, he turned on China <laughs> well I'm sorry Biden's owned by China and and he also he changed the trade balance he he made uh, manufacturing come home he did a carrot and stick approach there and brought jobs to america uh we had record employment among all groups of people um historic employment so don't i i hate that daisy when people say he was always one of them no he wasn't his presidency was taken away for reasons we do not know in the in his last year when the Wuhan flu came, here. I agree. Yeah,
1: I agree, and I also think that he was used as a scapegoat for everything mad that's happened in the last decade.
0: That's because he was for America, and the forces that yep. are causing us problems are purposely destroying America. Can Can you name one thing, Daisy, that Biden has done that's been good for America? No, I can't either. I can't, I can't think, think of, of one on thing. The top no. of my head. No, I can't either. I can't think of one thing.
1: Um, yeah, it's it's just obscene. Everything he has done, everything he has stood for is anti-American. And he tries to act like, oh, I'm here for the little guy, like this, this grandfatherly, nice little old man. But he wants to know if, if I have more than $600 in my bank account <laughs> so that they can tax it, yeah. and they're expecting to net more than three billion extra tax dollars with that move. Three billion. Now, who has $600 in their bank account? Poor people, right before rent. We've all got $600 in our bank account right before rent or mortgage, like all of us. So they're, they're treating us all like we're the financial elite when what he ran on was, oh, why isn't Amazon paying their fair share? But no, no, they're just going to screw every single one of us to the wall.
0: Yeah, uh, well, there's another factor, too. and I, I suppose I shouldn't be afraid to mention this too many times, but um, I watched Janet Yellen's testimony in the Senate and both days, and uh, John Kennedy really pinned her down and got her to admit some things. One, she's without going to detail on this, she's made it Im- with her policies. She'll make it impossible for any American to inherit anything unless you're terribly wealthy and can pay a tremendous tax. Um, I'll just give you one example on houses. Let's say your house appreciates over the course of your life from two hundred thousand to eight hundred thousand over forty years, and that'd be expected. But your heir would have to pay the tax on eight hundred thousand dollars. And that's one of the reasons why I believe they've they've spent $85 billion to hire more IRS agents. They're going to make sure that your property assessed value is done correctly. But the, here's the big thing, and I don't know if you know this or not, and I, I have told this to legislators inside the Arizona State Legislature, and to have one of them come back and say, holy blank, Dave, you're correct. So here's what uh, she also admitted to. They have this thing called unrealized income. And it's not just for inheritance. If your house today, let's say, is worth five hundred thousand and you're living in, in a market where BlackRock is buying up all the mortgages in your area at twenty to fifty percent above cost, your appreciation's gonna go through the roof. So let's just say it's on the low end, twenty percent. That means that you right. now have to come up with what forty uh, or are the 40% of the, uh, excuse me, you're going to pay 43% tax on $580,000. I'm not making this up. She said this and she said, the wealthy have sat too long on this unrealized income. Sorry. Anyone who owns a house, they can't afford to make that payment. I mean, who can pay approximately $40,000 a year unappreciated tax and BlackRock is doing this intentionally. They're made up of members of the Fed and people that run the stock market and they're intentionally driving up real estate costs in this country uh, by paying over market prices. so when their appreciation tax comes in, Americans will be forced out of their homes and will become serfs on the feudal manor. did you know about this?
1: I just now <laughs> i am this many years old when i learned about this
0: yeah how about that uh, i'm 100 percent sure i mean we've got her on tape and i watched it and, and i've done yeah. gosh i've done uh two youtubes on it. i did one i did then i did an update as i looked into it and found more and i wrote about it a couple of days ago um i'm really trying to sound the alarm here and and Senator Kennedy gets it. I mean, he he flat-nailed her to the wall. Who do you think you are? You're going to destroy the country. And uh, Tucker Carlson even commented on it. So even Fox News reported on this. You see, this is where you got to wonder when the wow. mainstream media starts saying, you know, I'm going to go along with you to a certain point, but if you're going to cost me my home, to hell with you.
1: Exactly, exactly. Well... Well, something I want to bring up. You know how we got those, quote, marvelous uh, stimulus checks last year and early this year. So about $1,800, I believe, is what it totals, like a $1,200 and a $600. Um, My daughter makes $12,000 a year. She does not make a lot of money. Um, You know, she's young. She's 20 years old and just, getting started out and the pandemic restrictions, she works in the beauty industry. So the pandemic restrictions have meant that she hasn't been able to use her license to practice or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So she's taking odds and ends kinds of jobs and doing some work for me. She got a letter from the IRS saying that her math on her taxes was incorrect and that she owed taxes on her stimulus of over $1,000, this this girl who makes $12,000 a year owes an extra $1,000 out of that. Um, They took away her $460 income tax return that, um, you know, because she had paid in. And now they're saying that she owes the balance by (laughs) October 25th. And apparently 11 million Americans have received similar letters. And according to the Taxpayer Advocate Service, um, the IRS has neglected to inform people of their full legal rights on this. Like, this is going to be a disaster. So really, those stimulus checks actually made it worse for everyone who is struggling right now because now they're going to have to come up with money to pay the IRS. And you know, the IRS's interest rates, it's just going to go up and up and up and up. Like that letter was, she received it yesterday. It was sent on the first, and interest began accruing on the first, and she already had $6 in interest.
0: I, I'm speechless because this is the classic bait and switch. They changed the agreement in midstream, you know, but I'm seeing a lot of that. I'll give you an example. We've had tickets to go to the John Fogarty concert. I was a big CCR fan in the day. And we were going to go. It's later this month. Um, It's in Scottsdale, but it's also on a Native American reservation, a place called Talking Stick Resort. And we called them and said, do you have to wear a face mask? Um, Well, yes, you do said well that wasn't the rules when we bought our tickets we want our money back and this is right. just how criminal people are across the board you know and sorry native americans a lot of you are wonderful people but your leadership sucks your leadership's corrupt across the board i don't care what reservation you're on i don't care what tribe you are your leadership has sold the people out and now they're acting like little dictator communists, dick democrats and they're saying you don't get your money back and i'm thinking okay there's this little thing called small claims court we're going to test it out um i'm, I'm tired of this crap and and the irs is doing to you your daughter i should say what what uh, yeah. the people at talking six dick resort on the reservation in scottsdale are doing to us so i'm not going to go there and sit through a yeah. three-hour concert and wear a face mask uh, and what could be it depends on the weather in october you can get you can have an uh, 85 degree night or you can have a 70 degree night, but I'm not going to go out there and sit in that kind of weather and wear a face mask for three hours outside. Outside.
1: Oh, it sounds miserable. It's miserable. outside.
0: I know. So, yeah, uh, it's yeah, it, 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 crazy. Well, I, I interviewed Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer last week, and and he and Sherry Tempenny are there. I think he said they've already raised $400,000 to help people fight against mandates. And this is what we need to do. We That's need to awesome. overwhelm all these businesses, all these vendors, and just sue the holy hell out of them and drive them crazy and then boycott them on top of that.
1: Yep. Yep. I mean, something something has to give. We have to figure something out because we cannot go on like this. The United States cannot go on like this. We're certainly not going to be very united.
0: No, we're not. And... and um, but i am just deliberately
1: turned against each other
0: mm-hmm. yeah you're absolutely right about that um, I, I, think, I think at the end of the day the people are going to have to vote with their pocketbooks but I will tell you something that I heard and um, Paul Preston called me last night he likes to call me when I'm driving home from the gym in a late night workout and um, so we had a really interesting talk And then the topic of the um of trump came up and he told me trump had been moved to a secure location and his sources he said were direct to trump and he didn't say this is proprietary don't say anything because otherwise i wouldn't Um, but another thing happened too sarah westall and people need to know who sarah westall is if they don't she's not only a great journalist But she was a professor, um, University of Minnesota, um, economics, um, engineering. Um, She is a technical person. She understands business. She understands finance. Her business podcast is one of the top in the country. And um, she called me on Sunday. And she's coming on my show tomorrow, tomorrow morning. And uh, she's going to talk to me about five things. And I'll let one out of the bag because it's already out there. She said that uh, um, the banks are getting pressure, and I know this to be true now too, from one of my sor- two of my sources, that the banks are being told you must shut down all banking activity within 30 minutes of our say so. That means no point of sale, no ATM, no direct walk up. Your te- your tellers cannot be in the bank; they got to go. We don't care if you've counted your money. We don't care if the truck is there. We don't care. 30 minutes and you're done. And the banks are pissed. But Biden's people are holding to this. And here's what's interesting, Daisy. And this is where I want to get into survival stuff with you. This is your, this is your wheelhouse. It takes 30 minutes to shut down a major metropolitan area. Communications, in and out traffic, roadblocks, sealing off cities. And, and the thing is, it's interesting. 30 minutes for the bank. 30 minutes has been accomplished in these beta drills like in phoenix in in st paul minneapolis uh 30 minutes it's all the same they're planning to lock us down because they're losing people are waking up and i think an extreme lockdown is coming and they hope that they can cause us to prey on each other so with that i wanted (laughs) yeah with that i wanted to give that to you in saying we could be within a couple of weeks of extreme desperation.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, I mean, I think we're always within a couple of weeks of extreme desperation because of the just-in-time marketing system that, like, our grocery stores and other stores have in place. You know, they don't have the big full back storage room that everybody thinks they have or that they used to have. I mean, they used to at least have a little bit of stuff back there. But now, um, as anyone who has gone to a store knows, we have huge, giant, bare spaces. Um, A friend of mine who is a Walmart manager, I I won't mention the state, um, said that their trucks, they're getting only 40% of what they order um and a lot of times it's it's not the exact stuff they ordered it's just like some random replacement for it um they're having trouble keeping the shelves filled they're spreading the aisles wider to help it look like there's just a little more stuff there um you know they're putting things like one deep instead of all the way back to the all the way back to the wall so I mean these shortages are already happening. but a huge part of it is that it's being manufactured. They want us to be afraid and they want us to be desperate and kind of hand- to mouth. Vaccine mandates are halting transportation and packaging. All of these ships can you, can you, are, you talk about like, how that's happening to...
0: Daisy, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but can you talk about how vaccine mandates are halting shipping and manufacturing?
1: Absolutely. So all of these ships filled with merchandise that are out there floating around aimlessly, not able to dock. um, A lot of them are not able to dock because of the vaccination status of the people that work on those ships. Some of those workers have had more than six vaccines to try to comply with the different rules in different countries. Like, you know, one country says you have to have AstraZeneca. One country says you have to have Pfizer. You know, the rules are different for every single country. So these poor workers are getting all these different vaccines shot into their bodies. And if it's not 100% of the people on board aren't vaccinated, then um our current administration is not letting them dock, so the merchandise is there it's just floating in the ocean and it's not getting to us um people are being fired you know in the healthcare industry in the transportation industry all sorts of industries anyone that works for a company that has more than 100 employees if they don't have a vaccine they're supposed to be getting fired so people are truck drivers who really who do they encounter they're driving a freaking truck they're they're having to get vaccinated or quit their jobs our soldiers are having to get vaccinated or get risk being dishonorably discharged so All we have, merchandise, it's just not getting to our stores. It's not getting to us. Hmm. And that has to be purposeful. There is no possible way that this is not deliberate. Nobody will ever convince me that we're not being starved out.
0: That's really interesting that you're putting it that way. I think you're absolutely right. Um it is purposeful and and here's another end, end of it too it's on the service industry side of things um it, yavapai regional medical center and i'm going to be starting to have some of their medical people on my show they have a mandatory vaccine requirement and they're being harassed they're being verbally abused at work they're being denied due process aspects at work for example they in the rules they're supposed to be allowed to apply for um, an exemption and they won't even give them the paperwork and and the chief doctors are very verbally abusive to them and I've been hearing about this since I spoke up there in August now um, here's the deal 68 percent of them are not vaccinated how are the people in Yavapai County going to get medically treated and then you've got uh, here in, in Phoenix, and this affects me. The largest employer in the whole state of Arizona is Banner Healthcare. and I get um, two shots twice a month for a condition, and it's necessary treatment for me. otherwise I could uh, deteriorate pretty quickly. And so I need these. It's med- medically necessary for me. but at banner it's I've been told by the nurses that sixty percent of them aren't vaccinated and are not going to be so how am i going to be treated how is anyone going to be treated uh and it's not just it's it's just not there it's 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 everywhere
1: well what they're doing in new york state um their new governor has um activated the national guard to fill health care positions so they're going to fill our hospitals with soldiers basically yeah, That's and, how we're yeah, going to get medical care. Sorry to be and graphic,
0: but try, ain't no soldier going to take my rectal temperature.
1: <laughs> right. And try saying no to a vaccine as, you know, a mom with a little kid who's in the emergency room. Try saying no when your kid has 105 fever. Yeah. Like, And, and a bunch of soldiers are pressuring you and saying, we're not going to take care of your child who's having a seizure right now unless you get this vaccine.
0: I know. I like, know. I
1: think of the pressure that could be applied. It's obscene. And you know, if people want to get a vaccine, I fully support their right to do that. And some people feel that they should get a vaccine because of their health conditions or the health conditions of someone they love, and that is not my decision. It's not my business. I will never say, oh, you shouldn't get that because that is your body and your personal decision. But your right. stop where mine begins.
0: Yeah, exactly. You are so on the money. Hold that thought right there. We're going to come back and start there. We're speaking with Daisy Luther from The Organic Prepper, and towards the end we'll tell you how you can follow her really good work. But first I wanted to let you know, folks, you're hearing about shortages, and this isn't hyperbole. I don't care what show you're turning in today, if the guest and the host have any sense of what's going on and know anything about history, they're saying the same things we're saying on this show, so I'm um, going to start with food. Um, you need food, water, guns, gold ammo, natural medicine, and tools, and that's just the f- first layer. And that's not even complete for the first layer, but it's a good start. And we offer storable food here, and we're not claiming it's organic, but it is. It is nutritious. It will sustain you, uh, but it's not organic. And people say, "Well, do you this not organic?" Well, we're not claiming it is, but it's an emergency. That's what we're doing. And you're saying, "Well, does it taste good?" Yeah, it does. It does Tastes pretty good. Uh, Is expensive? Well, not if you order in 90-day packages and you say what does that mean? 90-day package means that we have an emergency kit you can bug out with Uh, And and uh, it's 90 days hundred dollars off. It's a really good price It's one of the best in the industry and you're saying well, what what if I need more than 90 days? How about you buy 90 days 90 days 90 days hundred off hundred off hundred off get the idea it works 25-year shelf life 2000 calories per day and diversity in the food and here's where a lot of people go wrong they want to shop in bulk so they get all this canned food at their store they're not buying balanced meals they're buying what's in bulk they're buying what they like and they end up with unbalanced meals and you won't get that with this product and that's what I really like about it go to preparewithdave.com and i am telling you folks when hyperinflation hits and we're there we're right on the cusp the buying of your prepping material is probably over. And also too, when the government decides to drop the hammer, they're gonna seize control of all food. They're gonna seize control of just about anything they can do to sustain your life so they can control you. So now is the time, preparewithdave.com. And one more thing, ladies and gentlemen, Um, I never used to be a believer in sat phones until I woke up and looked at the issue. And the issue is this, they, when they shut us down, they will take down all communications. Now I don't live in a metropolitan area, but I live outside of a metropolitan area, but we frequently go into that metropolitan area for business or for school or whatever. So what if I have family members scattered to the four winds? How would I communicate with them? If they've taken down communications, sat phones are almost impossible to take down because the government would have to take down a lot of their own communications too. And they haven't refined the art of how to do this this is the one standalone you say well Dave you could have a CB or you could have this and that you're right you're right how many people have those things now sat phones are easier I pay one-fourth the cost in my sat phone than I do for my cell phone bill and I love this company absolutely love them. they're, they're developing a system of text alerts for the news you can communicate with a bunch of people by text on on these phones now the, the next generation of technology is here and how do you find out more call call them. They're very friendly. 855-980-5830. 855-980-5830 and tell them Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show sent you. Well, we're talking right along these lines with one of the experts in the country, if not internationally, Daisy Luther, and she's an expert on helping people prepare for those dark days, and she's not out there sounding the alarm on a daily basis, like someone like myself or Steve Quayle or Paul Preston or my other colleagues in this business, she's just very matter of fact and just saying, if you really wanna be prepped, you need to be doing certain things. So Daisy, along the lines of the alarms we've ra- ra- raised here, um, what do people really need to be doing right now in your opinion?
1: Well, let's talk about the shortages. The first thing I wanna say is Right now, um, everybody says that we're seeing massive shortages. Um, I want people to think about this, though. Our version of shortages is everyday life for other countries. I spent the last three years outside the United States, mostly. And in most of those places, they didn't have a whole aisle of all different brands of laundry soap. They had maybe two or three brands. If you went to the meat counter, you could buy whole chicken or you could buy chicken breast. You could buy ground beef or you could buy a roast and you cut things up yourself. If you wanted stew meat or strips for fajitas or something like that. Now I'm not saying our situation is ideal, but it's a lot more positive to look at it as a different way of life than, oh no, we're about to starve. So that's the first thing I want people to fix in their minds: We're living differently, but that doesn't mean we're gonna starve. There are still options. Now, these options may not last a long time, but for now, we do have these options, and we can take advantage of them. So don't go and look at those bare shelves and let it freak you out. Just think, we're living a little bit differently now. Um, Because your mindset has a lot to do with how well you will get through everything that's coming. So first things first you should stock up now on what you can. They're already starting to ration. It's only going to get worse. You can only buy at certain stores like I believe Aldi is rationing and I believe Walmart is rationing. You can only buy like two things of toilet paper, four cans of each item, two bags of rice, stuff like that. So if you are needing to buy food. If you're able to afford it, you need to get on that before the rationing becomes worse and before they start registering you when you go into purchase things and uh, tracking your purchases. So stock up on what you can. And you know, like Dave was just saying, I I'm all about organic food and healthy living, but. We are not in that situation right now. We are not in our everyday situation where we can make our green juice from our organic goodies every single morning. We are in a situation that things are about to get really, really bad and you need to get your hands on what you can get your hands on. No, it may not be organic. It may not be the highest quality. Just get what you can. That's number one. Number two, You need to do what you can to be self-reliant. So we're all in different situations. A lot of us don't live out in the country. I currently live in a metropolitan area of about 2 million people. Um, My daughter is here um, because of an educational opportunity. And when I came back to the States, I settled here for a few months. So I can't grow a huge garden, but I've got pictures on my website, And I send out photos on my um, Sunday newsletter of my little patio garden. I've gotten all sorts of stuff from this little garden. I've got food drying the old-fashioned way, hanging on racks in my little apartment kitchen. And I am growing a winter garden inside. I've got herbs. I've got greens. I'm doing sprouts. So don't think that you can only be self-reliant if you live on a farm. Like there are all different ways to be self-reliant. And if you don't live on a farm, if you don't have room in your yard for a garden or goats or chickens or whatever, then you need to start nurturing relationships with people who do. Start acquiring things more locally. The food you acquire locally is, something that you may be able to continue to acquire but by building relationships you're going to be first in line when they've got stuff to sell or trade later
0: Hmm, that's really good advice i like the idea of building alliances Um, almost you can almost do i forget uh, well a cooperative that is the term that comes to mind for me you want you're talking about people Absolutely. building cooperatives. I have this resource and you have that one, so let's work together.
1: Exactly, exactly. I mean, for me, I can I can't certainly cannot raise all of my food here in a 600 square foot apartment, but I'm doing what I can, and I'm supplementing that um, you know less nutritious stuff with freshly grown things that I'm growing in my windowsill. Now, how well will it do? I'm not really sure. We'll I'll, I'll tell you more about that at the end of the year when I see how much I'm able to produce inside. I started keeping track of it because there are so many people in an urban or suburban situation who aren't able to do the self-reliance thing, the homestead, but there are still things you can do. So that's the entire reason that I chose to live in the city instead of outside of the city. I wanted to see what I could do within the city.
0: Wow, it's um, hard to believe it's come to this. Um, Isn't and, it? Yeah, now, I know that you really get into the organic and how to grow stuff in your home, and, and um, you're kind of like the domestic Martha Stewart in that regard. Um, <laughs> Where, and that's meant to be a compliment. I, she has a show on each she had, The
1: gun-toting Martha. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love her. But anyway, I, um, <clears throat> um, I, I'm i wondering, too, do, do you give any consideration to home defense and things like that?
1: Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Um, like, if you can't protect it, you don't really own it. Um, I have different kinds of alarms that I have installed myself you know when you live in an apartment building you don't have the only key to your house Um, there's maintenance people or or when you rent at all so all of my doors are reinforced with secondary locks that I mean one of them is just like a wedge under the door that has a really really shrill alarm Um, but it would be difficult for somebody to just like quietly slip inside my house with that on, even if they do have a key. So I like to think about all the different ways that somebody might come in. There are some things that I don't have control over. I don't have control over my windows um, and and my exterior doors to the extent that I would like. It's not something I can go and replace because I'm a renter. Um, But, I can get plywood and keep it under my bed and pull it out if I ever need to. And I can, you know, at least kind of close us in. I have a dog who weighs 120 pounds who's more than happy to, you know, have someone for lunch that comes through my door. Oh, my. And that just buys extra time for me.
0: What kind of dog is it?
1: You know, he's a great Pyrenees. That'll do. He was our farm dog when we lived in California. So we retired him um, when we moved to Virginia for my daughter's education. And now he he is, uh, I mean, more of a pet now. He's an older dog, but he is still extremely protective.
0: Oh, I can imagine. And how many square feet did you say your apartment is?
1: 600.
0: And what, are you on a lower floor or a higher floor?
1: I'm on a lower floor because yeah, my dog, he won't, he won't get in the elevator, um, and I really don't want to go up and down four flights of stairs every time he has to go outside.
0: Yeah. Okay. That that makes perfect That's sense good
1: for me, but I don't want to do it.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> it would no. Probably
1: be better for me. But <laughs> that makes. I'm p- too lazy <laughs> for that. And- yeah he won't get in that elevator for love or money we managed to shove him in once with me pulling and someone else pushing and he was absolutely petrified he hated it like he grew up outside on the farm he he wants nothing to do with elevators when we walk past it in the hallway he makes this giant wide circle so he can't be (laughs) yanked in there again
0: (laughs) i know we have three and they're just like kids They're like little children. But the reason I asked you about your location uh, on your building, you don't want to be high up in an apartment because of the fire danger and other things.
1: Exactly, exactly. Like um, second or third floor is is pretty reasonable. Um, You can get, uh, I think the company is Kid K-I-D-D. They have emergency ladders that you can hook to your window. But you can only get those for up to three stories. And so if you do live in an upper, I mean, heck, if I lived on the ninth floor, I'd still get one because I'd rather fall from the sixth floor than the ninth floor.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: If I, you know, had to leap, (laughs) I really don't want to leap anywhere, but like I've done enough beating myself up in my misspent youth, you know, with sports and all that kind of stuff, but, um, yeah, I, I like being on lower floors for that reason, for fire, and, you know, it's just also, it's cooler in um, the summer, like, if the power goes out, if you're on a, a high floor, and the power goes out, oh, you're just going to be miserable in the summer, um, on a lower floor, you might not be exactly comfortable, but it's going to be a lot more pleasant.
0: Mm. That's, um, it is interesting how we're breaking this down. So let's talk about home gardening. What, what can, if there are, people are in a confined space or they're in a cold weather mm-hmm. climate, say like Minnesota, what can they do?
1: Well, um, all summer, well, not all summer. I didn't move here until the end of July. Um, then I purchased plants that were already growing Usually I would start from seed, but there was definitely no time for that. Um, so I had on my patio tomatoes, um, summer squash, all sorts of herbs, three different kinds of lettuce. You know, it's not a ton of food, but it's something. Um, you know, I didn't, I haven't bought lettuce for months, like since I've been here, since it's been producing. Um, Inside, I now have brought in all of my herbs. My basil plant is more like a basil tree. Um, So I'm about to cut all that back so that I can start drying it and regrowing it. Um, You can grow a lot of things inside if you have a sunny window. Um, You can also sprout if you can keep your apartment warm enough to sprout. Um, and that's going to depend on, you know, what kind of heat you have, and whether or not it's financially feasible for you to keep it warm enough for sprouting. It doesn't have to be like tropical, but you need to be above seventy.
0: Yeah, but that's you know, as long as you have home heating. Yeah, you know, it's true. But assuming that that doesn't exactly. go away, if that doesn't go away, and you're not in the middle of winter. Um, you're going to be able to do these things. Let me ask you this question. If the food Uh supplies were shut down to your city, and your city was one of the Uh ones isolated, do you have enough to sustain yourself?
1: For at least six months.
0: And I I don't necessarily mean storable food. I mean, based on what you're growing.
1: Oh, no. Absolutely not. Hmm. Absolutely not. Um, I can only grow, I would day 300 calories a day inside like you you just simply you can't grow um like high calorie things like potatoes and stuff inside
0: what's the highest calorie item that, that you can grow inside
1: oh gosh you know th- that is not a question that i have ever thought about um I can't really think of anything that is high calorie that you can grow inside. Now, there may be people who are better gardeners than I who have an answer for that. I'm really going more for the fresh greens because that's super easy to grow and it adds a lot of nutrition, especially if you're using mostly storable food. Having a little mm-hmm. bit of having, adding some fresh greens is gonna boost your nutrition and help keep you healthier but as far as high calorie goes you're not hmm. going to be able to do that inside
0: so what you need to do then for yourself is to store high calorie food
1: exactly exactly and thinking about it in terms of calories is really important on one of my websites thefrugalite.com one of our writers aiden um, did a twenty dollar calorie challenge And it was how much how many calories can you get shelf stable for 20 bucks at Walmart, Aldi store of your choice and give yourself a reasonably balanced set of meals. And it was pretty interesting. You know, everybody came up with different things. People um, who didn't go to the store to do it used like the Walmart app and, you know, loaded a shopping cart and added it up that way. But it's a really good mental exercise. So you need to think in terms of calories.
0: Uh, so, I, you know, I never had considered that until you brought it up. That is um, another reason why when you're when you're dealing in storable food, you can't worry if it's gourmet or, or uh, the top-of-the-line nutrition. You You've got to store what's going to sustain your life.
1: Yeah, and that ship, unfortunately, has failed. Getting, you know, the highest quality of everything. That is just, it's just not possible right now. I'm not saying it won't be possible in the future or that if you live in a farming community, you can't get good quality food, but you really need to be prepared for that possibility.
0: Wow, this. (laughs) This is not good. I mean, there, there's a lot here that is concerning. Um,
1: it's yeah, definitely. Um, another article that I have on, on my organic prepper website is just pictures of how in this small space, how I've stored as much as I've stored, like I've relied a lot on store bought canned goods because I wanted to build a stockpile quickly you know, I've been out of the country. I had to get furniture and food and all that kind of stuff for my apartment. And, you know, because it's a small apartment, I didn't need much furniture, just like a sofa and a bed and that kind of stuff. But I spent most of my my money that I was spending getting settled in on groceries. So I got lots and lots of canned goods. I got Of course, beans and rice and all of that. But you also need to think about the amount of power it takes to prepare your food. If all you've got is rice and dried beans and, you know, a few little additions to that, dried beans have to be cooked for a long freaking time. Like we're talking three or four hours most of the time, even if you soak it they've they've still got to be cooked for a long time so are you going to be able to have the power to do that like the when i say power i mean like the electricity or gas or whatever so don't only get these things that are that take a long time to prepare make sure you have some things that you can just add boiling water to and some things that don't need to be cooked at all like it's not gourmet like Dave said but even a can of Chef Boy R.D. ravioli, you can eat that cold right out of the can. It's not going to be delicious, but it's going to keep you fed and give you some calories and nutrients to get you through.
0: That's really interesting. Do you know, and you may not know this, but um, I was thinking about soldiers. Do you know what they put in meals ready to eat, what they call the MREs?
1: Um, I honestly don't know a whole lot about them. I know they constipate you and taste terrible, (laughs) but (laughs) I I don't really know a whole lot about them. Uh, The buckets of food like you were talking about, those are a really, really good purchase if people can afford it. Um, You know, your idea about buying 90 days here, 90 days there is a fantastic idea. However, if you can't swing that right now, then you need to be stocking up what you can at the grocery store.
0: Exactly, yeah. So, But it's not going to be have, balanced. I mean, that's, you know, that's the big thing. It will not be it's balanced.
1: It's not. It's not. And, you know, we're not looking at a perfect world scenario, unfortunately.
0: No, I know. You're right. So
1: I have got, I can I can give you a general rundown of what I have. I have a lot of crackers. I have, I have a lot of no-cooked food because my stove here, I'm renting. My stove here is electric. If the power goes out, I will be having to just use my barbecue on the patio um, for anything that I cook because I won't be able to cook indoors. Um, So I've got lots of canned goods, fruits, vegetables, canned soup, chili, um, canned pasta meal. They're not delicious or ideal, but it's better than nothing, and it does give me some fruits and veggies. I've got, um, I buy in bulk those pouches of precooked rice. Now, I put those back. They last about a year. I put them back for times that I can't cook. So if the power were to go out here, I'm not going to immediately start out, you know, using my survival supplies. I've got three different levels of supplies. I've got stuff to eat right now. I've got stuff to eat in the interim. And then I've got my long-term stuff, which is the bucket. So the stuff to eat right now is what's in my fridge, and my freezer, the things that will go bad. Second, I've got, you know, my canned goods, uh, my pouches of rice, my canned beans in case I can't cook my dried beans. And then after that, then I've got my bucket. So it's
0: just kind of a stair-step progression. And and you cover how to do that a lot on your uh, website with you and your guest writers. It's a fantastic site. In fact, let's talk about that for a minute here. Let's talk about how people can follow you. You're at The Organic Prepper, but let's let's (laughs) give them a little more detail.
1: Um, My website is TheOrganicPrepper.com, and my other website is TheFrugalite.com. So I have both of those. One focuses just on frugal living. It is more, it's it's not exactly prepper oriented. Um, it's like prepper light. And I'm trying to gently nudge people over to the other website um, you know, from there, but it's a good starting point for people who think preppers are crazy. Um, the organic prepper, we cover current events and how they might affect us or our food supply or our personal liberties. Um, as well as how to deal with those problems. We, it's, it's solution oriented. We try not to just bring up the problem. We also try to provide you with solutions. Um, All of my PDF books can be found on learn.theorganicprepper.com. And we have a name your price pricing policy on that. Um, You can pay as little as a dollar a book if that's all you can afford or you can pay a little bit more to help out the website if you can swing a little bit more. We've got tons of books and courses over there and we're adding more all the time. We've got an herbal medicine course coming up, a burn care and a wound care.
0: It's interesting. Bob Griswold just mentioned burn care the other day when I was talking to him. Well, we're just about out of time, and I just wanted to thank you for coming on. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, listen, we only scratched the surface in this interview. I mean, just a tiny little nick. Uh, You need to go to the organicprepper.com and frugalite.com. Great sites. And, listen, I really appreciate you coming on, Daisy. It's always a pleasure.
1: I am always happy to come on the air
0: with you. Thanks, Daisy. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you back here in the next show.